The morning after George Custer's impromptu arrival, Aida rose early to set the kettle and start breakfast. She liked to get a head start on the children and was prone to let them sleep in. She was afraid she might be spoiling the pair, but had little previous experience to go by. Indians are known for indulging their children, and as far as she knew, no real harm seemed to come of it. She put on a pot of oatmeal and was about to check in on George Custer when she turned to find him standing in the doorway. How's the head? she asked briskly, gathering cups from the cabinet and moving to the table without looking directly at him. Better. George's face was not nearly so swollen now, though he still peered at Aida through slitted eyes and with a quizzical half-smile. What has it been now, Aida? Ten years? More like twelve, I guess. But who's counting? She went on setting the table, then paused a moment and noted. Time passes more quickly for some than others, I suppose. George Custer nodded, then looked suddenly pale and leaned heavily against the door jamb. He took a moment to collect himself and then said, I rode several times from Guatemala. I never heard anything back. The mail's unreliable at best down there. I got the letters. I burned them. Didn't read a one. George only nodded again and looked down. Maybe that had been for the best. She was right to burn those letters. It had been a silly thing for me to do after so long a silence. But it was not like I could just walk down to the post office. I should have just let it lie. I meant to come down and see you as soon as the undergrads had things underway up at the Aneth site. This was not strictly true, and while the thought had crossed his mind, he'd had no real intention of calling Aida Winters. That bridge had been burned, and the years had rendered the break irreparable to his way of thinking. Yet, there remained that niggling little doubt that often assails the most resolute of decisions. I'm sure you had the best of intentions, she said dryly as she brought two mugs, then hesitated. You still drink tea, I assume? George nodded and moved to the chair opposite Aida. Yes, we still have that in common, at least. Aida stopped mid-poor and contemplated the man before her, beaten down and rough as he now appeared. She recalled a good deal they once had in common in the year after her husband's passing. At the time, she had thought it fortuitous that her ranch harbored eight verified Anasazi sites, ranging from smaller pre-Pueblo to a well-preserved complex of an era commonly referred to as the Golden Age of the Anasazi. Nearly every ranch around boasted at least one or two sites, some long plowed under, of course, but still they were there under the furrows. Aida's ranch was different. From the earliest of the family owners, little digging had been allowed. There were the usual potholes, of course, made mostly by locals sneaking in back in the day when train car loads of artifacts were being shipped east, even to foreign collectors and museums. It had been an easy way to pick up badly needed dollars for settlers in a harsh land where cash was hard to come by. But for the most part, Aida's ruins lay nearly pristine in their hidden side canyons. George spooned in a half measure of sugar and stirred his tea, clicking the side of the spoon against the cup before taking a delicate slurp. Did the university ever contact you about excavating the main site? They did. On your recommendation, I believe. She said this with only a hint of disdain. I told them no and didn't hear from them again. Probably just as well, George murmured. He paused and then went on. There have actually been great strides in the science just these last few years. He became more animated. Why, do you know, 
they can now recover viable DNA that's traceable to people still living today and to other lines of similar people in other areas? The old excitement was on him then, and Aida almost smiled at the glimpse of the old George Custer peeking through. Aida's husband had originally contacted the university in regard to surveying the ruins, thinking there might be some future value in knowing exactly where the sites fit in the Anasazi occupation of the area. Several local ranches had sold for prices far beyond their agricultural valuation, due mainly to similar archaeological sites. He believed they might help the ranch provide a nice little cushion for Aida should something someday happen to him, a belief that proved prophetic as he was taken by a stroke only months later.